welcome to another episode of Getting Literate. I'm Katie. I'm Julia. Today we are drinking... Beer. And we are reading... The story of Edgar Sato. I like that. We should do that from now on. That was a very fun little intro. Oh, cheers drink to that. that. Yeah, that's the other... That's the drinking game you play. I feel like we haven't explained the rules to them in a while, so maybe we'll do that now. Mm-hmm. If we say something new we <laughs> agree on, we say cheers, I drink to that, and then we drink. Basically, if we want to, we will. We'll find a way. And we'll let you know when we do drink. <laughs> Make up your own drinking rules. Please. But yeah, we read the story of Edgar Sautel, which is on my book as a part of Oprah's book club. So welcome oh. to your favorite book oh. club. Mm. Oprah's quaking. Oprah's quaking. But yeah, we did. We did. Well, okay. I'm going to be up front. Mm-hmm. Because there's always that person in a book club. And because uh-huh. there's only two of us, sometimes I'm going to be that person. <laughs> sometimes I won't be that and person. And this book was very long. Very and Katie long. had a busy week. And busy week. And I uh, skimmed, I heavily skimmed the last hundred pages mm-hmm. of Edgar Sautel. So I'm going to read the summary, but then you're going to have to explain to me a significant portion of the end of this book. Okay. Because uh, it's a long one, y'all. It's, it's almost 600 pages. Um, good. Good. So good. But definitely long. And if you are in the middle of a very busy week, hard to get hard through to in get time, through. especially when you are not on top of your shit like Julia is. Woo. Yeah, why don't I tell you a little bit about Edgar Sattel and then you can tell me about the last kind of. The yeah. last. I know what happens. Maybe you don't actually have to. Don't fucking tell me. I want to live in suspense. This will be fun. Um. So, okay, so the story, I'm, I'm talking a lot, but it's fine. The story You won't of, hear her talk much after this, so it's fine. It's fine. I'm, just, I'm not going to talk a lot in this episode, because you know more than me. Um, but about Edgar Sattel, the story of Edgar Sattel, that is the official title. It is the Ada Ada of words. It's a modern retelling of Hamlet, and the closest Julia can get Katie to reading Shakespeare. Absolutely 100% fucking correct. Um, in lieu of a Danish castle, this story is set on a kennel in rural Wisconsin. Our Hamlet, Edgar, is a mute boy whose idyllic life is surrounded by puppies. No, whose idyllic life surrounded by puppies is interrupted by the death of his father named Gar. Yeah. And his uncle Claude's appropriation of the farm and also Edgar's mom. (laughs) It's Hamlet, y'all. <laughs> and a truer retelling of it than even The Lion King. Wildly enough. I know. I was shocked, uh-huh. too. So madness and violence rip across the farm in the wake of Gar's death like a tornado, churning up everything in its wake. I'm not uh, poetic. Julius I don't feel a lot Dan's Hamlet. Oh, and that was a very poetic little thing. Um, uh-huh. I'm just going to take a brief moment because I... Mm. I'm going to read the, the summary from the inside of the book, <laughs> which I don't often do. Okay. But I've got a few bones to pick with it, and I feel like it might be worth having as well. In okay. addition to your beautiful summary. Thank you so much. Which encapsulates so much fucking more than this thing. Okay. But this thing says, this is the inside of the book. Born mute, speaking only in sign, Edgar Sautel leads an idyllic life with his parents on their farm in remote remote northern Wisconsin. For generations, the Sautels have raised and trained a fictional breed of dog whose remarkable gift for companionship is epitomized by Amandine, Edgar's lifelong friend and ally. Edgar seems poised to carry on his family's traditions, but when catastrophe strikes, he finds his once peaceful home engulfed in turmoil. Yeah, catastrophe. His fucking dad dies. Yeah, okay. It's Hamlet. Come on. Forced to flee into the vast wilderness lying beyond the Sautel farm, Edgar comes of age in the wild, fighting for his 
survival and that of the three yearling dogs who accompany him until the day he is forced to choose between leaving forever or returning home to confront the mysteries he has left unsolved. Filled with breathtaking themes, the elemental Northwoods, a sweep of seasons, an iconic American barn, a fateful vision rendered in the falling rain. The story of Edgar's Hotel is a meditation on the limits of language and what lies beyond, a brilliantly inventive retelling of an ancient story and an epic tale of devotion, betrayal, and courage in the American heartland. So it's sucking its own dick a little bit in the end of that. Yeah. But like, he runs away. Mm-hmm. They don't mention his dad's death, but they mention him running away. Mm-hmm. So I feel like between the two of them, you've got the full story. Welcome. Welcome. It's a retelling of Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Julia's favorite Shakespeare. Yeah. In case you're wondering. Favorite Shakespeare in tragedy. What's your favorite Shakespeare in comedy? Much to do about nothing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's the one where they got the sexy people to be the actors in the movie version. Hey, yep. Ooh. Um. My guess for you, Julia. My guess for you. Wild Five gas. fucking stars. Whoa, oh, my God. oh my so God. Oh my God. another drinking rule. I get to drink now. I got it right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> if I got it wrong, I would have drank. And if I had been off by stars i would have drank that many so i got mm-hmm. it right congratulations to me i get to drink it yeah um i think you're gonna say four no three and a half from katie okay drink 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 a, drink a half a drink drink a full drink actually because i feel like you need to cope with that uh-huh. decision on my part um yeah tell me about your top three though before we get into this you know what number one's going to be? Do I? Yeah, you do. Almost every week, I say the same thing. The writing? The writing. Take a drink, folks. Take a drink. If you're drinking along at home, take a drink. Take a drink for me being predictable. Absolutely. Okay. Number two. No. Yes. The ghost scene. The mm. ghost scene was my number Sexy. two. In the barn. It's raining. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing that I was thinking about. I'm stealing from my monologue a little bit, but like, do it. The guards are the first to see Hamlet Sr. in the play. And who epitomized the guards in this book other than the dogs in the kennel? So their barking stirs Edgar, and he goes to the barn, and then he sees his dad, and his dad is a ghost, so he can't talk, but Edgar doesn't talk via sound, he talks via sign. So this ghost dad can still mm-hmm. talk to his son. Mm-hmm. And he talks to me a sign. Yeah. And it's just like the bending of light. And it's just like the way that the rain falls off the specter mm-hmm. is how he sees his dad. And it's just like mm-hmm. such a good ghost scene. It was it was good. It was a good such scene. Such a good ghost scene. It was a good scene. And the dogs, they're barking. But their barking is like, this is someone familiar, but we're a little spooked. It's not like yeah. an intruder intruder. It's like, back. hey, we haven't seen this dude in a while. Mm-hmm. What? Crazy. Good scene. Good scene. And my third best is Henry. I forgot his last name, but Henry, you got to Henry, right? Ish. He's on the Sunflower Farm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Love that guy. He's, He's so great. fun. He's so great. Yeah. Like I said, I did not, it was not, a, it was not an in-depth read. It was a skim. Yeah, so. Uh, I've been busy. You've been busy. Uh, I liked it. What I liked it. My top three, um, go scene. Ghost do we have scene. to drink? We do have to drink. The ghost scene was sexy. Ghost scene was sexy. I also liked when we got the POV of Amandine, his dog. 
I liked book. Trust. I thought that was fun. I'm also a big fan of that book that I made you read, 15 Dogs, which is all from dogs' POVs. That was a good book. Yeah. I just think it's kind of cool. Like, I think it's cool to see what authors do with, like, a dog POV because it's such a weird, liminal POV. And so that was – it was just – it was fun. And I, I liked the one where she was like, there's – so I got to do something. It's the very first one. And she's like, I gotta, I gotta do something. I, I don't, don't know what it is I understand the very first one. Well, it's she's like, there's a weird energy, and we're waiting for something to happen, but I don't know what it is. Pregnancy. And it's the fact that Trudy's pregnant, and she's like, oh, what I have to do, my purpose in life, has finally come to fruition. And it's gonna be this guy to be this boy's dog, and I just love that. I think that that was very fun. Um, and when he goes through the names of his first litter, oh, that's really good. Loved it. Loved it because he names them from the dictionary, which I just think is so cool. Because I I make up nonsense names for dogs. Uh huh. If I if I ever have pets, they will be named people. Your Nintendo dogs popped off. (laughs) (laughs) They will be named people names, or they will be named nonsense shit. So I think it's cool that he and the way that the the names happen are fun. I like that. It was a cool. It was a bit. It was a nice little. It was good. Do you remember when I was just reading this book? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, can you hold my hand? Yeah. <laughs> that was the third Almondine uh... POV, but I was too hungover to, spoiler alert, realize I got hit by a car. Yeah. I was so fucking hungover. I was like, the dog didn't die, did I? Stage one of grief. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The dog didn't die. The dog didn't die. It's fine. The dog dies in this one, folks. Only one, though. I thought... Only one. There's more. a lot of dogs. I thought more dogs would die because um, it's Hamlet. It's based off a Shakespearean yeah. tragedy. And if you don't got lots of people dying in a Shakespearean tragedy, it's not a tragedy. Exactly. So I was like... I was reading this at a cottage and I was not near my dog. And no, so no. I stopped at Act... Like, halfway into Act 4. I was like, I'm just going to listen to Dune because this is based off of Shakespeare and it's a very good adaptation, which means dogs will die. Mm-hmm. And I will have to FaceTime my dad crying and say, show me my dog. Let <laughs> me make sure that this is not reality. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, you know what? For a story about dogs to have only one dog die. Pretty good. Like, it has a pretty, that's, but one we were emotionally attached to. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, d- technically more, but none that, mm. those ones we didn't have names Mm -hmm. and i'm just i'm choosing not to think about them but uh yeah one sad dog yeah yeah so that's Mm -hmm. fair that's fair that's fair Mm -hmm. anyway continue my worst okay the dog fight yeah sucked yeah that was bad that was bad and i honestly think unreliable narrator moment oh absolutely i don't think there's multiple that gar killed his own dog because he was blackout but I think Claude was like, hmm, you killed your own dog. It wasn't his own dog. Forte. Yeah. It was not Edgar's. It was not Gar's dog. No. There was I... a reveal where it was Claude's dog. Oh, Claude. Forte yeah, was Claude's Yeah, when, when Edgar goes up into the... This is one of the things that I didn't skim through, okay. funnily enough. Okay. Um, when Edgar goes up into the spare room's... Um, rafters and shit and starts going through the things there and he finds the polaroid the polaroid of claude and forte like being besties and i think that i what i interpreted that as maybe was wrong but i interpreted that as being like oh that was claude's dog oh and he told edgar the story but made him 
like he swapped places with his dad to make his dad seem more villainous than he actually was. That makes so much more sense. That's what I thought. I read a lot of this book drunk at a cottage. That's very fair. That's very fair. It's a little muddled. It's it's not getting literate if you're not lit during. (laughs) (laughs) We get lit and then er it later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Anyway, it was sad either way. Yeah. You just made it sadder. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The driving lesson. Ooh. I did not like her. Ooh. Yeah. That was was a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Edgar is a little bit fucked up, eh? It's because he's Hamlet. He's supposed to be. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I love that about yeah. him. It was so he was, good. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway. He's a good little mean character. Also the very worst. The very, very worst. <laughs> when he shakes Almondine. The worst. The worst. The worst. Really? Yeah. I don't think we have to drink for any of these. <laughs> this is good. This is great. Well, for the ghost, but that's it. Because um, my worst. Mm-hmm. The dad dying. NBD. I mean, I knew you You were like, yeah, of course it's going to happen and I don't give a fuck. But I was just like, the fact that he like, and he couldn't call 911 because he can't talk. And that was just, sad, it but. It hurt me. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, okay. no, I hurt my heart too. Yeah, but also like. That. Sure. No, I was going to have him pounding on his chest to speak on 911 as one of my worsts. Yeah. It's just awful, awful, awful grief. Bad. Bad. Not good times. Um, There's a quote when it's a Trudy POV, kind of. Um, It's like an omniscient narrator moment. So Trudy is like, it's from, I don't know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. But she's talking about Edgar and how he's all fucked up after his dad has died. And she's like kind of getting with clawed a little bit and shacking up um and she's like yeah it's just a bad patch like he's just it's a bad patch that's that's all that's wrong with my kid he's just a bad patch mm-hmm. um there wasn't anything seriously wrong she'd have noted she'd have known at once if there were something about that cuts my fucking heart open i don't know why that those two lines right there i was like i took a gasp and i put this book down for 10 minutes like i was like whoa Okay. Okay. And I think it just like speaks to the writing so, that that can cut you so deep that like so, and there's a lot of context that like precedes mm-hmm. and talking about like how he was when he was a little kid and how she always felt kind of like separate from her own child mm-hmm. and then she's like and she'd have known it once if there were and then like she definitely do not be no one. Um, she do not. No. But so that that's not my worst because it just it hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Claude playing Canasta. What is Canasta? It's when they play the card game and he's like, oh, Edgar can tell you all of the symbols. And he's like, you know, what's it, what does it mean when he tugs on his ear? Oh, he's probably telling you what cards he has. And I just think it's like a, like a symptom of like a bigger thing with Claude where he's like, I don't know what you do when you sign. And I refuse to learn. Mm. He's a fucking asshole. And I hate him. And that scene especially where he was like, you have an advantage. So your hatred you of Claude is epitomized in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that. It's that scene where he's like, mm-hmm. you know, and the dog, you know, you've trained the dog to be like, I'm like, shut up, you asshole. He's signing wait. He's signing the word wait. He's not telling them what cards he has in his hand. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, you're such a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And you refuse to learn sign language so you can communicate with your nephew. Fuck mm-hmm. off. So those are my worst. Yeah. 
I have to tell you something. Okay. I've never read Hamlet. Oh. And I only have the vaguest idea of what happens in it. There's a dad death. There's an uncle who moves in. There's a woman who kills herself. And uh, there's a scene with a skull. I think that's the to be or to not to be. No, it's not! Katie, that's the last poor Yorick. Shakespeare. What's the holding the skull thing? That's the last poor Yorick. When is to be or not to be? That's like act three, scene five. But it is Hamlet, is it not? To be or not to be, that is a question whether it's nobody to... Yes, yes. So I got the play right. I just, I knew, uh, sorry, it's bastardized a lot where it's like the skull. No, I'm sorry. Everyone thinks the skull is to be or not to be, but that's a lot. It's a dramatic ass moment. I mean, who the fuck is Yorick? I can't hold a skull and quote dramatic It's a fool whose back Hamlet rode on when he was a bebe. He was like a toddler. And, and then he passed away, and then Hamlet finds his corpse and remembers him by holding his skull and saying, oh, York, and it's all like, I don't have to talk about this. Never mind. You're going to, though, because it's Shakespeare. I hate Shakespeare. So I haven't read Hamlet, and I that's the extent of my knowledge about it. So you going, ah, the dad's dead. I knew that would happen, and I went, oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. It is going to happen. And so it kind of tore my heart out a little bit. I mean, most of it was the fact that, like, he couldn't call for help because he couldn't speak. Yeah, that was tragic. That was that was tragic and really just, like, hard to read. But also, I was like, all right. All right, we have to have the dad die. I forgot about that. Shit. Because I... And you were like, oh, it's a... It's a and I'm like, what? Hey, Julia, run me through real quick what happened uh, in these 100 pages that I, like, real quickly skimmed. Um, and uh, you went, oh, scene whatever, act whatever of Hamlet. I'm like... That's cool. <laughs> I know people die in that one. That's, 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 all, you that's, that's literally all you have to know, though. Okay. <laughs> so I know you want to talk about Hamlet things, and I'll, I want you to talk about Hamlet things. I want you to go off about this book and like just like uh-huh. tell me all of your thoughts. Uh-huh. But also, part of the reason that this gets like three stars from me is because it's a good book, but fuck. He doesn't run away for 350 fucking pages. And that summary... It's paragraph two of the summary forced to flee into the vast wilderness. And I know that you saw this coming because you're like, I love Shakespeare and I love Hamlet. But I was like, this is such a long ass goddamn ramp up. I didn't read the inside summary until page 250 because I was like, okay, what the fuck is the plot of this book? Like what? I don't understand what's happening here. I really, I'm confused and I'm lost. Why? Where's, where's the plot? I mean, it did, like, take a while to ramp up because it, it took a couple hundred pages even to get to the dad's death. Yeah. And I, like, understand, like, because it's, like, Hamlet starts after the dad's death. So we start like, yeah. with the dogs barking. I mean, the guards saying, oh, there's a ghost, but unless it would be the dogs barking mm-hmm. um, at night, which happens a couple times before Hamlet mm-hmm. talks to the ghost. But, you know, it's a novel, so we can't just start with random context. Which is we fair. have to build up. I understand. We have to be emotional. I understand. It did take a couple hundred pages. For it to grab yeah. up. And I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. I just, the fact that it was like 300 fucking pages. It's paragraph two of the inside cover summary. And mm-hmm. it's 300 pages in and he's still not run away from home. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Edit. Did I need all of this? I mean, yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. It was really you good. You every single minute. 
<laughs> but but didn't you love i mean i guess you haven't read hamlet what the fuck mm. so the prologue is really good because in hamlet original like we know that like it would be like an intro fool we right? know that's that a, that's a shakespeare hallmark okay but that's not what happens um Sorry. in the original hamlet like we know that um hamlet senior gets poisoned and so for this to open up with claude also known as claudius who's like the name of the original king um buying poison i'm like yeah yeah this is a great prologue it took me a second it took me a second to realize that's what what was happening and then i went wait a minute that's right because i I, i'm not gonna lie i I did read the prologue while we were pre-drinking to go out and so i was like (laughs) I, I just breathed that. past this real quick. And then I was like, oh, wait, there was a prologue that I read, which included somebody buying poison in Korea. Interesting. And I had to go back and be like, oh, right, 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 right. That would have been Claude. That would have been Claude. Okay, 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 okay. So, <laughs> give me a second. Um, but I did like the prologue. That was a fun moment. Good, I'm Claude. Yeah. Yeah, it took a while. It took a while to ramp up. It did open very strong with the prologue. The prologue was a strong open, but... Mm-hmm. So Shakespeare likes to do look a little exposition narrator moment. He didn't do that in Hamlet. No, his ex, his like ex, how do you say that word? Expo, exposition. Exposition was um, he has the guard that Horatio the talked to guards? the guards. <laughs> no, not Sorry, the guards. Not picking Hamlet. up on syllables. Um, he has. Like Horatio talk to the ghost, and so it's just like there's a ghost. Talk to my son. I'm dead. I'm the ghost of Hamlet Senior. Talk, give me my son. Like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Wow. I have so many things about the play that I want. To tell me that you don't just like tell know. me. Anyway. Um. Before I do, isn't it so funny they're going to Thunder Bay? Cause Katie, oh, I loved it. I loved Katie, it. like, spent all her I'm, summers yeah, going up in Thunder Bay. I'm like, oh, I'm go get those Persians, <laughs> Edgar. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, does it make camp? <laughs> oh, my God, he's going to steal from your camp. <laughs> I was like, Beans oh, from the peach tree camp. A moment. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I'm connected. <laughs> You're basically a yeah. side character. That's me. Mm-hmm. Since it's in like the 1960s. Okay, <laughs> so, I put uh, time in this book. Time is fucky. How the fuck old was Edgar? I don't. He was young. D- yeah. Preteen. Yeah. Yeah. But then also not. And I was like. By the middle, by his dad's death, he was like 14, 15. Yeah, but I was like, you must be much younger, right? You gotta be like 12. But I don't think he was. I think he was like 14, 15. I couldn't tell. Yeah. I, I just wanted at least, you know, at 15 years of age. I think they had one moment like that, but it was like near the end. And I was like, wow, that's yeah. great. It's like, that's helpful. Uh-huh. Thanks. I've been wondering about how old this fucking guy is the whole novel. It's actually distracting because <laughs> I don't know who to picture. A teenager? A youngin? Who mm-hmm. is this? But mm-hmm. time was weird. Time was weird in this book. Yeah. I also, when, right after his dad's death, mm-hmm. um, when they were like, oh, yeah, ba-da-ba-da, let's go through all of this stuff. And then they were like, yeah, a few weeks after his dad died, I was like, whoa, hold on. You're telling me it's not been several months? It's been a few weeks? 
And then it's not even like a full year before like the driving lesson happens. Like I'm like, what? What? I think four months before like what? his mom shacks up with Claude. And I'm like, what? You've stretched this out in a way that is very funky, but Mr. David. To the play. I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. It just was represented oddly. Well, the, you of- didn't read the end with the uh, Trudy perspectives near the very end. I skimmed them. Where she was like, I'm only seeing Claude because he is a connection to my late husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that... Isn't that morbid to redeem? No, I don't have anything against Trudy. I understand 100% why she would be doing what she's doing. Did you know that Hamlet's mom in the play is named Gertrude and then her name is Trudy in this book? Also, guess why my car is named Gertrude. Is that why your car is named Gertrude? Maybe. You didn't name your car Ophelia. And my laptop's named Ophelia. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Okay. 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 Tell me who is Ophelia in this book. Obadine. The fucking dog? Yeah. That's my that essay. Frustrates That's me. my essay. Okay. All right. That frustrates love me. Love and Love Lost, an examination of Almondine and Edgar's relationship and similarities to that of Hamlet and Ophelia. Mm-hmm. Fucking me. wordy. That frustrates me. Uh-huh. I can't believe you exposed it already. Wow. No surprise. No. Um, it's that... too long to say more than one. That's true. <laughs> that frustrates me. Okay. I don't know why. I was like, mm, besties. Mm-hmm. She's a dog. I will explain it later. Okay. I'll explain I really feel I like I maybe it. should read Hamlet. <laughs> or should have read Hamlet. Sh- you should have skimmed the Sparks Notes summaries at the very least. Why would I do that? Go. That's exposing myself to more Shakespeare than I want to do. Oh, I fucking hate you. I know. Oh, I read Fred. This, this is why we I don't you, agree. You swamp truth last week. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Julia hates me, and she hates that I hate Shakespeare, but it's okay. Okay. I don't hate you, and I don't hate that you hate Shakespeare. It's just, like, a lot that I choose to ignore. Yeah. Um, okay, buying someone a beer to be introduced to their dog, was that not iconic as hell? Absolutely. Absolutely. Shit yeah. I would do, TBH. Same, to be. Hey. 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 Buy you a beer if you want to pet your dog. <laughs> I mean, why do you think so many guys on Tinder have, like, pictures of their dogs in their bio? They're like, send me pictures of your dog. Paul for those traps a lot. Oh, sweet. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm joking. <laughs> Moving topic. It is a very universal feeling. David Robleski said, people want to know about dogs. I love that they were on, like, a breeding kennel thing. Was it? fun it was very fun it was a fun little setting. i'm glad you liked that i was mm-hmm. worried i was like wondering i was like hmm. well i'm not a pet person but i, I did love i love a good fictional dog i, lo- I like no <laughs> but i like when dogs are incorporated mm-hmm. not as people who like characters who speak i don't like speaking animals but i love an animal pov and I like an actor, not I an was actor, gonna bring that up. who can do that. I was going to bring that up. I was wondering what you thought about the dog POV. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think it's it's a hard lane for an author mm-hmm. to walk. Mm-hmm. And anyone who can, Skill. convincingly, you're a god. You're mm-hmm. a god. Right? Especially the second. Like, there's only yeah. three Almanine chapters. The second one killed me because it was like, what about my grief? 
what about my grief? I'm as just as part of this family as you yeah. are, and no one is helping me grieve. And I was yeah. like crying. I was yeah. Like, yeah. I literally texted my dad. My dad, how's my dog doing? Is she alive? Is she okay? Are you giving her medicine? Can you give her a treat for me? Pet her. Tell her Aww. I love her. I like I was just like That's away from her for five days, and I was like, yeah. is, is she grieving me? Dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. It was just, they were so well done. So they were so well done. And, like, just... Representations of dogs, even difficult. I know. He does them so well. And just her trains of thought that are so dog-like. But then as a human, you're like, no, girly. When she's like, I was as this oncoming truck who's rushing past me and very yeah. angry where my favorite bestie is. And I'm, like, yeah, holding her hand, like, hung over. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it's tough, but it's like, it's well, so well done. So well done. I, it was a bold, it's a bold thing to set your story in like a dog farm, which mm-hmm. sounds bad. They don't like, it's a they're not icky farm. about it. Like, you know how you hear all those it's like not, stories, but yeah, it's a good breeding time. Yeah. It's a good time for the farm. They're free range, organic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sending me holy <laughs> shit free range organic sawtile dogs <laughs> um <laughs> they're great um but yeah i i love it i just i think it's like a bold thing to do but he did it very well very mm-hmm. skillfully mm-hmm. it was a smart play so good and he the the amandine povs i'm mad that she's ophelia don't be I just think that's so fucking weird. Um, it's okay. And like he said, like I don't know a ton about Hamlet. I know that she's like in love with him, and he's like, "Get thee to a nunnery," and like that's kind of fun. What a fun way to call that's someone a whore. That's when he shakes her. Yeah, I know, but like, what a fun way to call someone a whore. Go to nun. Go to nun school. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, also fucking terrible. Um, mm-hmm. But you know. I just think that that's a weird that she's like this is my purpose is to like serve this kid, mm-hmm. and that's who we've given the role of Ophelia to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm pissed off. Now I'm angry. Now I hate Shakespeare more. Thanks, Julia. Thanks, oh, David Wodlewski. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more about this book. Tell me more about what you loved and because I know you can loved so off? much. You can go off. Okay. So this is so much like Hamlet, but it's like unique in its own way. And it's just like so good, but it's almost like too good. Like I'm kind of being wrecked reading it because I like, I know what's going to happen. I'm like, mm. no, no, I know too much. And it's <laughs> so good. So there's like five parts and they're like, they're like, they're like the five acts of Shakespeare. Yeah. I like that. I didn't realize that was too long. There's also a part in Hamlet where... Hamlet gets kidnapped by pirates mm. and it's like no one remembers that when they do like play reenactments because Hamlet's real? a fucking long play yeah he gets kidnapped by pirates and like things I didn't know ransomed and Ooh. it's because no one in any like sexy in many adaptations they skip that part because it's so fucking random yeah and it's so like why the fuck is this in here I don't like this novel cut it because he goes around to a lake yeah. and he's stealing shit from a lake town setting I'm like if that's not a pirate if if a pirate isn't living near the water and stealing things i don't know what is like i think it's like alluding to the pirate so i'm like pirate 
evoked. I mean, I feel like it would be hard to bring that in. I know. It's like natural pirates, but I'm like... But like... Evoked. Pirate illusions. Exactly. Like, I already talked about the ghost, how it arrived to the guards first, who were guard dogs. And those guard dogs summoned Hamlet, like the guards summoned Hamlet. Yes, yes. Um, Oh, so good. It was so good. Like, they even (laughs) have, like, Edgar attempting murder, which I was like, how are they going to do this in a modern setting? Edgar went fucking crazy committing murder in a modern time. Very attempting. I mean, attempting murder. Um, he Hamlet doesn't uh, commit murder really until the end of the play, um, and it's just by accident. Oopsie doopsie. And that's the same thing as in this novel. Um, yeah. But he's attempting murder. Oh wait, Hamlet does commit murder, but against the wrong person, and uh, Edgar does do that against Glenn. No, not Glenn. Papino, Paige Papino, mm-hmm. who is Polonius. Good name. I know. The names are so, like... So there's Paige Papino. Why is he named Gar? The dad. Why is he named Edgar? So it's, like, Edgar Sr. They have the same name. Yeah, but... That's just a fun, cute, quirky nickname. Okay. I figured that was that. And I was like, that's fine, I guess. We're not Mm going to do, like, the whole Edgar Sr., Edgar Jr. thing. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But Gar... And then I was wondering if there was, like, a Hamlet reason. Because Claude is Claudius and Trudy is Gertrude, but no. No. Just Gargar. Gar-gar. What's Hamlet's dad's name? Hamlet. No, it's literally Hamlet. That's... I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I fucking hate Shakespeare so bad. <sighs> cheers. I'm not going to cheers You're not going to drink to that. Um, anyway, so... Edgar commits manslaughter against Paige Papineau, Whoopsies. who is like this version of Polonius, who in Silly the Goofy play mood. is like Laertes and Ophelia's father, but then this is just Laertes, who is Glenn Papineau's father. Anyway, um, Edgar just goes fucking crazy, like, and it's just such a true retelling because he literally just goes off like mentally ill like mm-hmm. like when he goes fucking crazy during the driving lesson he, that's him <laughs> attempting to kill claudius i mean claude i mean who cares right it's the same like, guy so um like that's the modern retelling it's i'm gonna crash this fucking vehicle i like that he's like just fucking steer while i slam on the goddamn bur- or gas like hilarious what a way to go what a way to go i almost go yeah i can such a tr- True fucking retelling. And here's the thing. So the dogs are people, and that's a little fucking weird. Yeah. But here's the thing. So Almondine maps to Ophelia. I will talk to them about that later. The three dogs that run away with Edgar, Tinder, Babu, and Essay. So Tinder and Babu are Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, and that makes sense because they die in Act 4. <laughs> But instead, they just live with Henry. They don't go home with Edgar. And I was so happy because once I figured out... Sorry, I keep interrupting you. I keep interrupting you. But I knew about Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. I knew about them, too. Thank you, Spice Notes, TikTok. No, not even from that. Good. Yeah. I uh-huh. I don't know where I picked it up, but I knew that they were in there, so that's fun. Yeah. Sorry. I Anyways. I can't be proud of you, but I'm oh, no. a little... I'm joking. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad they didn't die because I was like, by the time I got to Henry's, I was like, 
dogs gonna be dead soon. If that's <laughs> who I think they are. So many dogs dead. I, I wasn't near my dog. I couldn't like hold her and tell her I love her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm okay. Um, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. And um, he doesn't have pets, so there was nothing to worry about. <laughs> I went home and then I finished this book. Um, and then I was like, oh, these dogs didn't die after all. But anyway, essays Horatio, which I think is just super cool and exciting. Because mm-hmm. uh, internet, <laughs> internet thinks Hamlet's gay for Horatio. And I'm like, well, I say the dog, that's funny. Um, <laughs> well, essay we thought. So is Ophelia. Uh, Ophelia's also dog. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. So, um, Dr. Papineau is... You keep laughing over there, Julia. You keep laughing. Dr. Papineau is Polonius, and like, Glenn is like Laertes. But here's something else. Ida Payne mm-hmm. is such an intriguing character because there's no witch figure in mm. Hamlet, at least not to my memory. I haven't read I this since grade 12. Like I was supposed... There's no chrome. Mm. I was supposed to read this winter 2020 for my Shakespeare in Law class. I said... I read that in grade 12. I don't have to reread that. Twas winter 2020. I know. I mean, it was pre-COVID, so it's not oh. an excuse. But I was just like, I'm not going to read that. Um, I was busy. I'm surprised. I mean. You passed up an opportunity to reread uh, Hamlet. I did. Wow. I did. It's called Picking and Choosing. Fair. I was like, I've already read this. I was surprised. I figured that that was like absolutely a Shakespeare thing. Like, Crones and witches are kind of a like a stock figure. I know, but they're not Hamlet. That's why I thought. That's why I think Ida is so interesting because it evokes Shakespeare without being from Hamlet, mm. and she helps progress the plot. But it's not like a one-to-one mapping from Hamlet, so it's very cool, right? Like I just interesting. think that's so well done. I'm very intrigued now. I'm mm. very intrigued. I like kind of love that. Uh huh. Sorry, uh-huh. I'm doing some Googling. You keep talking. That's fine. So Edgar talks about and to Almondine with so much love. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I think she's the Ophelia. Because, like, Ophelia is epitomized by love. And it's, I know, in this play it's romantic. Um, but in the novel, it's not romantic. It's just, like, a kind of, like, sisterly guardianship love. Um, but it's kind of on brand. And it's just such a great analogy for how men take the women they love for granted. How they go crazy and fuck up relationships and then miss them once they're gone. Like, I just think that Ophelia did have, like, a guardianship sort of role over Hamlet in the play. She took a lot of shit for him and she covered up a lot of shit for him. Yeah. And so, like, love is love. And that's not in the gay way, but also Hamlet <laughs> and Horatio. Not, not we can like, stand. Oh, no. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, but, like, it's just love. Like, it doesn't have to be romantic love. Yeah. Edgar truly loves Ophelia. I mean, Almondine. I mean, who cares the difference? It's not there. (laughs) Um, and Hamlet, like, I'm going to go on a fucking limb. (laughs) I'm guessing. Oh, really? Uh And I'm going to guess that you haven't seen the movie, um, Ophelia, no, which is Hamlet retold from Ophelia's POV. Oh, and that's kind of sexy. So though. well done, no, and literally it it shows like Hamlet's madness and like going to a nunnery as like craziness, but a scheme that she's in on. So he says go to the to a nunnery, and then he winks at her and he's like, ha jokes, blah. And they know it's jokes, and it's just to like I can't remember the premise, but it's basically like 
it it's needed it's necessary and basically every time he's mean to Ophelia it's an act and then they make up in private and then in public he's like I'm the worst um (laughs) and so um I it reminded me a lot of that Mm. um you know Yeah, yeah 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 anyway um See, I, I really didn't expect you not to have read this. Like, on no, page 322, there's that part where Edgar trains the dogs to stab people with needles. Yeah. <laughs> and that evokes the whole part in Hamlet, which is one of the funniest parts, where Hamlet gets this troop of, like, um, actors to enact a play that's like, oh, my God, a younger brother kills his older brother <laughs> to inherit his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, evoking that. And then Claudius freaks out. And it's because Hamlet's not sure about um, Claudius's guilt, so he needs to, like, see the guilty reaction. But Claudius just sits there paralyzed. And he's like, oh, fuck, oh, shit, oh, fuck, oh, shit, oh, fuck, oh, shit. <laughs> and Hamlet's like, oh, my God, he's not reacting. He's not guilty. Oh, my God, maybe I can't kill him. Because, like, the whole thing is, like, Hamlet's like, Oh, yeah, man, can I really commit murder? Like that's the whole Hamlet part. Yeah, um, and I just think it's so good. Like they evoked this shit, and like they evoked one of my favorite scenes, which is that um, there's this one scene in Hamlet where it's like Hamlet sees Claudius praying, and he's like, "Oh, I can't kill him now." Oh, because he's, he's praying religious. so his soul's gonna go to heaven oh, if shit. I kill him during it prayer was. he won't go to heaven which means he'll, he'll go he, he needs to go to hell where he deserves but he's gonna go to heaven if I kill him where he's praying so I can't I can't kill him right now and then we immediately cut to Claudius who's praying he's like oh shit I don't know how to fucking pray oh shit oh god oh fuck how do I do Whoops. this I don't <laughs> he's just like if I maybe if I go through the motions so count as praying I'm not really sure I'm just gonna fake pray fake it till I make it and Hamlet's literally watching him like, oh my god, he's religious, his soul is pure. And Claudius is like, I'm so guilty and I'm trying to absolve this guilt and I can't. And, and Hamlet's watching this like, oh, rats. Anyway, this is a vote on page 309. Claudius stood before the workbench, bent over something small, perhaps a jams, jammed spring latch for a lead lead, maybe, I don't know words, Turn, tinkering <laughs> with it like a watchmaker. Almondine lay on the floor, hips tilted, peering up at Claude, relaxed and complacent, her mouth hanging open in a quiet pant. A wedge of light streamed from the high workshop window, motes of straw dust tongue suspended in the air. Everything there was lit in degrees of light and shadow, Claude's shoulders and head, the chaff on his shoes, the saws and hammers hanging from the pegboard, the outscooped curve of Almondine's chest, the contour of her head and ears, the guides of her tail trailing along the dusty floor. Almondine turned to look at Edgar, sleepy-eyed and relaxed, and then back at Claude. All this was framed in the doorway like some sort of painting, but it was the accident of the moment, something unpracticed and undesigned, and to Edgar's eye, beautiful. And I'm like, this is one of my favorite scenes, and you captured it, and you didn't say it directly, but you captured it. And I'm like, this book is so good. Can I? Okay. Yep. Are you, I don't want to interrupt. Interrupt, because I have so much to go off about this. I'm going to interrupt. Okay. Because <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm trying to look up what I, what the author has said about Ida Payne, because I want to know. Mm-hmm. I'm doing some Googling. Oh. You're making some good points, but I'm doing some Googling. Okay. Um, and I just, this, this beginning of this um, review of this book mm-hmm. for the New York Times is very fun, mm-hmm. because they talk about near the beginning act of 
or the fifth beginning of the fifth act of Hamlet. And just a few lines after he fondles York's skull. That's fucking hilarious to me. But um, they say that like Hamlet threatens, let Hercules himself do what he may. The cat will mew and dog will have his day. Here, David Robleski in his ambitious first novel uses the framework of Shakespeare's tragedy to grant that patient dog its day. And I just think that's fun. I just that think that's a fun little quote. It's a very good book. It's very it good It drags book. itself out much too long for my taste. And I also don't like Shakespeare. So I didn't have the framework <laughs> necessary to consume it mm-hmm. properly, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But so going back to Ida Payne. Yes. Um, there's an interview with him in Vulture, and I'll link this in the in the notes. Um, mm-hmm. But the so the interviewer is like asking, like you know, like the parallels between Edgar Sattel and Hamlet are very striking. Edgar's mother is named Trudy. Gertrude, his uncle is Claude. For Claudius, and even Amandine, a dog bears some resemblance to Ophelia. So that's not just a you thought. That's everybody thinks that, and that was done deliberately. And I, I don't know how to feel about that. I also don't have enough context for Hamlet to know. How to process that. Okay. So I don't get to have an opinion here. Um, but so they asked, you know, was that a deliberate decision? He was like, it was a conscious decision for sure. Absolutely. I was a theater major. I saw the movie version. It is one of my favorite plays. Absolutely. Um, and he wanted to juxtapose it. And then there's a bit where he's like, did having Hamlet as a roadmap make it easier to tell the story? And he's like, well, I never treated it as a roadmap, but a source to draw from. So it doesn't interest me to follow things to the letter, which is so interesting, I think, in juxtaposition to what you've just talked about, where it's like everything is to the letter. He captures all of these feelings and all of these scenes so well that he's like, I didn't. Except for the last poor York part. Yeah, except for that. (laughs) But he's like, I preferred to pick and choose the elements that serve the main story. And I think that that's so interesting that he says that because like, like I, I can see that like he, it's a five-act book. Mm-hmm. You're picking and choosing elements? This is Hamlet, bruv. He's picking about the handful. Yeah. like, But he says, you know, Ida Payne has no analog. No. Analog? Analogy? Eh. I don't know. Either Words. Way. In the play, Edgar being mute is the exact opposite of Hamlet's hyperverbal nature. True. Which I think is fun. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's so interesting that, like, you just went off about all of this stuff being so true and so perfectly capturing, like, your favorite play by your favorite author, right? Like, mm-hmm. your favorite, your, you know your shit. You've read this a lot of times. You know exactly what you're talking about. And, like, it do, it, it's, it is Hamlet. Knowing mm-hmm. the minimal shit I know about Hamlet, it's Hamlet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I picked and choose. It wasn't a road, it, like, wasn't a roadmap. I'm like, it's a roadmap, David. In fact, it was not just a roadmap. It was your GPS. Literally, like, Forte, like, in the end, all the dogs from the Sotel's kennel, because the kennel burns down at the end. Did you get yeah. to that part? Yeah. So all the dogs run away, and they go to the dog Forte. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the play, like, the Swedish king Fortinbra takes over Hamlet's kingdom, and I'm like, Forte, Fortinbra. That um, tracks. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, if you're picking and choosing, you are not naming your characters the exact same fucking things. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. No way. I just have one last thing to say in my mind. So there's this one part. So, um, Laertes, like, okay, first of all, I think poison is so interesting in this novel because, like, poison is evoked so much in the original play, but, like, <laughs> poison was the thing we think of more in the past. Yeah. Um, and there are like old tiny versions of this poison that we just drop in people's ears or 
wherever it's traditionally that you're in the play we don't i'm sorry i'm burping a lot because it's beer. br and yeah mm-hmm. so um we don't know where this poison was dropped in claude from no sorry in in gar from claude but we do know that poison existed in the traditional drip drop you'd ed form mm-hmm. but there's also like medicine and also like misuse of medicine as a form mm-hmm. of poison which i think is very interesting it's evoked when glenn papino who is laertes and like hamlet in the play dies when laertes uses the poison sword in a duel yeah. against him yeah, yeah. and in this like um laertes uses like ethanol to poison Edgar, not to poison, but to make him get knocked out so he can, like, ask him a question. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's really Safety. interesting because we have Ophelia or her parallel in Almadine getting hit by a car. And one of the most fun and, like, memorable moment, not fun, sorry, sorry, um, I'm not dark. It's super fun. One of the most memorable moments (laughs) of Ophelia is when she drowns herself. (laughs) Not fun. Super silly, super goofy. Super goofy. And, um, in that famous painting of her, she's surrounded by flowers and she's just drowning in a river. Yeah, it's in Animal Crossing. That's when you know it's the real fucking deal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's artwork, baby. (laughs) Um, but Almentine doesn't drown in flowers. She gets hit by a car. But when Edgar, when the ethanol or whatever it is, is pressed to his face, like this this medis- medicinal gas, he's saying, like, this smells like flowers. I'm drowning in the flowers. And I'm like, Ophelia is one drowning in two flowers. Like, if I had to, like, yeah. put her in two categories, that's how I would epitomize her. And then yeah. when Edgar's, like, being poisoned, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. and he describes it Drugged. as drowning in flowers, yeah. I'm like, oh. This is so good because it evokes Hamlet, but it's not your death, but it is a death. Yeah. And it's so good. And that's yeah. all. That's me going off. I have to stop myself. It's... I could go off. It is very Shakespearean. It is very Shakespearean. Like, down to the structure of it. Mm-hmm. Five acts. Mm-hmm. Prologue. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Shakespeare. It's Shakespeare through and through. I don't understand this vulture goddamn interview where he's like, yeah, I picked and chose. You just mm-hmm. trying to sound original. Ralph... It's okay. You can do a retelling. Um, I actually just got interested, so I looked it up. And Hamlet, the name mm-hmm. means home mm-hmm. or village, mm-hmm. which I like. I like that. But Edgar, the name, means prosperous spear. Cool. Oh, that was interesting. An interesting choice of the name. Because mm-hmm. um, we know your essay title. Can you repeat it one more time for me? Both. Of love and love lost, an examination of Almondine and Edgar's relationship and its similarities to that of Hamlet and Ophelia. Love it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, What's yours? Uh, so the reason, yeah, it's the reason that I'm interested in the naming, um, because the naming of the dogs really hit me. Very interesting. I was going to write my essay on it, and I was yeah. like, the naming of the dogs. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Um, the naming of the dogs uh, and the name, the not naming of the stillborn, the yeah. stillborns, mm-hmm. miscarriages, that thing. Um, oh, both. Yeah. The heaviness of a name, grief and language in the story of Edgar Sattel. Oh, that's so bad. Because I just think that there's a lot to do because he, he can't speak, but mm-hmm. he can speak with sign language. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to do with the limits of language and the mm-hmm. limits of names and mm-hmm. how naming affects grief. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very interested in that. And the fact that he is, that, that David Robleski has purposefully drawn certain names from Hamlet mm-hmm. and certain ones not. Mm-hmm. Like 
Hamlet versus Edgar. Mm-hmm. You could have found another name that meant home. Mm-hmm. You know, like it didn't. I think Edgar Sautel is a fantastic name, but I like Agreed. you could have found another name that meant home mm-hmm. because we are very interested in like what names mean mm-hmm. in this book, and uh, and and everybody else has names that are drawn from the original text. Mm-hmm. Well, except for all the dog. Except for well, I mean, the dogs had to have like. dictionary names Mm because that's how Edgar names them which I also think is interesting like Mm -hmm. that's his job is Mm -hmm. to name the dogs and he takes it very seriously Mm -hmm. and that's like a job you're not just like throwing words at these ones you're you're Mm -hmm. naming Mm -hmm. them and yeah so I was I was just interested as to why he didn't he used such a like a prosperous spear is what the name Edgar means Mm. and I think that's maybe actually more representational of who the character of Hamlet is supposed to be you obviously would know better than I do, but prosperous spear, like that, that to me speaks more to like the actual like actions of Hamlet rather than home. I can see that totally. Yeah. Um, but I just find it very interesting. I would love to explore more of that and also to reread the parts that I skimmed more in depth. Mm-hmm. And maybe I should also read Hamlet so I have a proper framework for appreciating this book. Why but... <laughs> Yuck, that's a gross idea. <laughs> Julia's gonna cry, so I'm gonna stop bashing on Shakespeare. He was a great writer, whatever. I just don't. <laughs> it's not for everyone. I it's not for everybody. see that. Totally great. The language There's is hard. He's... Okay. It's not the language. Okay, if it's not the language, don't talk to me. It's not the language. The language is fantastic. He has turned so many phrases that are wonderful. And incredible, and he's created so many words, and I think that that's awesome. The misogyny, oh, (laughs) and the fact that everyone's like, yes, he, and I think also from school, Mm. he's like, yeah, he creates stories that are still relevant today, and I think he was such a feminist. He wasn't. People called him a feminist. We've had classes together where people have called him a feminist. We have. Yeah. Which one? Uh, English in second year. Oh, that was a fuck Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, and, and just like, you know, from like high school, like Shakespeare's so feminist for us. Like, we love him because he's a feminist. So I'm like, he's fucking not. And it's okay yeah. to say that. And I think also, like, yeah, okay, he wrote these plays. They're great, fantastic, whatever. But we can read them and appreciate them as classics without like touting him as like the. And I'm sorry. I'm going to stop Shakespeare bashing, bashing as like the be all end all of writers thank you no we can do that i and i agree i don't think he's a be all end all he's a founding father but he's not a be all end all stop it i'm gonna disagree with you on the founding father part but that's not something i want to get into today because i don't have the resources to back myself up at this time okay um parting thoughts before we get into a physical fist fight (laughs) i can't part yet i just want to mention one thing yeah go for it so my essay i'm talking about Almadine and Edgar yeah. in relation to Hamlet and Ophelia. So I would really bring up um, how they're of different worlds. In the original oh. play, it's in terms of class, but in this novel, it's in terms of species. Yeah. Interesting parallels. I picked and chose. And you especially, did, David. like, fucking, like, Rosencrantz, Gillingstrom, and Horatio, they're, like, um, 
hilarious. Hamlet's, they are. But they're Hamlet's college buddies, but mm-hmm. they're from a lower class, and Hamlet's like a prince. Yeah. So he's like trust fund baby, and they're all like <laughs> at the preppy school on a scholarship. And so boys. he's the, he's the dog. No, sorry, he's 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 a human, and everyone else is dogs, and I'm like. That's a fun thing. Picked and chose. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's very fun. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, I should have let you explain. It's okay. Your thing. I've explained almost everything. It's just that one part <laughs> I was like, I need to say this. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's mm-hmm. great. I do. I think it's a good adaptation. It's a great adaptation. I think that I just have a lot of personal feelings about Shakespeare. Personal biases. We're not going to get into those. Uh, party thoughts. It's a good book. It's too fucking long. It drags on too fucking long. Good night. It's too much. <laughs> no, Julia, what are your party Don't thoughts? Don't let the ghosts sit the night. Julia, right. what are your party fucking thoughts? Uh, it's such a good book. And the writing's so good. Thank you, Pamela, for mm, yes. bringing this into my world. I would big, not have read this without you. Big thanks. Big thanks to Pamela. Um, <laughs> this has been another episode of Getting Better At. I'm Katie. I'm Julia. This has been an episode of Getting Literate with Julia Honadel and Katie McCulloch. Be sure to follow us on social media at Getting Literate on all platforms. And follow the podcast from wherever you're listening for more opportunities to get lit and get literate. Thank you.